Okay. So tomorrow we have what's called Parshat Haman. And a lot of people have accustomed to read that every day, actually, because the manna from heaven is considered a blessing for Parnassa. So in some Sidurim, tomorrow's Torah reading is actually read every single day. You have that in your Siddur of it, Parshaman? But a lot of, of Siddur and various customs have it. That they read Parshaman every, literally every day. That would be tomorrow's reading. No. You, every day there's a Torah reading, right? Because the Chitas. So tomorrow's reading, the sixth portion of the Pasha Bishalach, is the Torah reading of, uh, of the Man. But today, you get the background for the actual initiation of the Man. What was the background? The background was that for a full month after the exodus from Egypt, they managed to eat what they took with them. They took with them a month worth of provisions. And I know that that's true because my family just got back from Palm Springs and we had for the day and a half that we were in Park, Palm Springs enough provisions that would last us two months. So I know for sure that the Jews, when they left Egypt, they had at least enough food to last them for a month. That's for sure. So, and now at the end of that month, they had no food. Okay. So now, think about this. Okay. There's two ways. So what they what do they do? They all go complain to Moshe. Oh my gosh, we're gonna die! We're gonna die! Oh man, we're here in Egypt, we're gonna die. That's what they go. They start screaming. We're all gonna die, right? That's what they start to complain. And then they complain also, by the way, for all you um, progressive vegans, yeah, they also say we have no meat to eat. So Rashi says. That the manna from heaven, that was going to start to come steadily. But the beef, that was Bike Shaloi Kahagen, that was an inappropriate request. Because you don't need beef to live. It's totally overkill to have to have beef to, to live. So there's a, one of those Rashis that you never hear the progressive vegans quoting, but I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm sure it's coming now, now that. Because my podcast goes viral with so many millions of listens, I'm sure now that's going to be added to the repertoire of the, uh, of the uh, vegan crowd. Anyway, so Rashi says, so what happens? They wind up getting the mun every day. And Hashem says to Moshe, I want to see if they can follow my rules. I want to see if I can follow my rules. Because they're only supposed to go out once a day, and they're only supposed to take enough of that day, except on Friday. That's why they're all of a sudden getting more laws of Shabbos, that they're not going to cook on Shabbos, but prepare it on Friday. The stuff from Friday will last for Shabbos. They'll have a double portion. But all the other days, whatever's at the end of the day is going to immediately go bad if they try to keep any extra. Our sages teach us that the manna from heaven was called a lechem ra'avoin, a bread of hunger. Why was the manna from heaven called a bread of hunger? It's really psychological. Two psychological reasons the Gemara gives us. The first is that while the manna from heaven tasted like anything you wanted it to taste like, it looked like manna from heaven. So even if you were thinking hot dogs or pizza, it tasted like hot dogs or pizza, but it looked like manna. And when you can't see your food, 
just doesn't fill you up. It's not as satisfying. The second reason is given because they never had any food in the fridge. There was never any food in the fridge. So even though every single day the manna fell from heaven and they were able to get it, they were always concerned. You think this is going to happen again tomorrow? You think it's going to happen again tomorrow? 38 years into the wandering of the desert, they still walked around going, you think it's going to happen again tomorrow? It was always nag. That gnawing feeling was always there in the back of their minds. So what really happened here? And officially the reason for that is because Hashem wanted to make sure that they'll follow Hashem's instructions. Because if He doesn't do that, then they're not going to follow instructions. No. You know what it turns out? It turns out that it all starts from how they asked for the manna in the first place. If at the end of the month when they ran out of food, they would have all gone to Moshe and they would have said, okay, uh, what's the plan? We're here to help. Is there something we're supposed to be doing now? How is this supposed to work? Clearly, we're going to be in the desert for at least a year, looks like, and we're going to have to have food. So how is this supposed to work? Just clue us in, share with the team, and the team is ready to help. It's a, it's a, we have a can-do attitude. If they would have approached it that way, then Hashem would have known up front that they're going to do exactly what Hashem wants. And then Hashem doesn't have to test them every single day for what turns out to be 40 years to see are they going to follow my teachings or not. But because they walked up to it with, why are we supposed to die? We're all going to die! Because that's the way they approached it. Because that's the way it started. From the start, even before they got the manna from heaven, they were already behaving that way. So Hashem said, okay, that this group, we're going to have to every single day remind them who's in charge. We're going to have to take them every single day by the hand. Okay, Nathan, what's the takeaway? Come on. This is a softball. You determine the outcome. If you want to know how your parnasa is going to come, because the manna is symbolic of your parnasa. If you want to know where your sustenance is coming from, it's all going to depend. It's not going to change how much sustenance, how you'll get it, and then Hashem will take care of you. That's not going to change anything. That's going to happen no matter what. That Hashem is going to take care of you. But whether or not you're going to have to go through tons of anxiety along the way, every single day worrying where my bread is coming from today, is all in your hands. How you approach it from the start is going to define how you're going to receive it from Hashem. And the same thing is, of course, with the Geula. Bottom line, how we approach it is how Hashem is going to give us the Geula. And we need to push Hashem now. Yes, not Emunah, but Bitachon. Correct. L'chaim.